0: Welcome to Tech Bites with Technext. Here, we bring to you a brief roundup of everything exciting about the tech space across Africa and indeed, the entire globe. From startup announcements to new inventions and the latest buzz boosts on the social space, we will be sharing industry-important highlights, And exploring the news within the news we will also be bringing industry experts to share opinions about major news for the week and most importantly watch out for our exciting future for this week we're sure it will be an exciting session you won't want to miss let us begin hi it's episode 25 the silver episode right yeah. not, not the silver jubilee okay we should pop in champagne <laughs> uh, 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 but yeah we should be sober too because um, you know election and all of that um, so no popping champagnes until after the election um yeah well, okay. um yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i'm Omole and um Dami. okay i've already told you his name, <laughs> hi, name the foundational Lama. tech bro um, yeah, so Tech Bytes is not about politics, uh, media, yeah, because yeah, we mentioned election course. doesn't mean we are it's about politics. About the tech space, so we'll be giving you updates about the tech space in Nigeria, in Africa, mm-hmm. and across the entire world. Um, the conversation for today will focus on the, the power of media in election. Um, okay, we are back to politics, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, unless it's policies, um, we don't deal with politics as much, unless it's policies, you know, affect um, the tech space. So, yeah, if this is your first time, this is episode 25, so you can binge listen, is there something like that? Binge listen to 1 to 24? There's binge watch, so there should be binge listen, <laughs> yes, definitely. So, binge listen to episode 1 um, to 25, of course, um, or 24, yeah, um, trust me, you will regret it. Mm-hmm. Then where can they find all the episodes?
1: Everywhere. Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, Amazon, Samsung, RS. I mean, the list is everywhere. You should start <laughs> rapping. <laughs> <laughs> Up to talk. Nah. Uh, okay. When well, okay. you see our videos, you can follow us on TikTok at technest.ng.
0: Trust me, you won't regret it. So, like, comment, share, share subscribe. subscribe. Do everything right share your feedback uh, so now let us go around the world of tech in 10 minutes um uh, dami do us the honors
1: all right so first and our list is still in sync with election matters you know so ncc which is nigerian communications commission has unveiled a toll-free call uh, number yeah. for nigerians for the election so if you don't know the nigerian presidential election is to take place tomorrow yeah yeah 25th of Next february tomorrow. <laughs> 25th of February, and you know, the NTC has unveiled the toll free number. This would allow voters to report any issue that is affecting them, and you'll be able to reach whichever agency that they want to reach be it INEC or security agencies and all of that. This is so that the um, service providers are not overloaded that day and we're not having issues of network problems yeah, and all yeah. of that. So the NCC so has. So it's like 911, mm-hmm. it 622. Yeah, exactly. But it is 622. Yeah. I mean, put that down, 622. So if you have any issues on election day, you NCC anything. NCC has made this provision for you to, to be able to call yeah. and be able to reach wherever mm-hmm. you need to reach. To be reachable. Yeah, yeah. So, the hotline will be open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. on dialection election day. So, it will be open between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. So, call away. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't call away. Call away if there is an issue, actually, to report. Yeah, yeah, right. 6 to 2 That's the number. But don't be scared to call. Call them if you have issues. All right, moving on. Uh, The Nigerian Startup Act. This was passed into bill, like signed into act, you know, like four months ago by the president of, of Nigeria uh president Muhammad Buhari. Mm. and you know four months down the line many states are adopting it now. Many states are taking what it stands for. Hallelujah. <laughs> so far we have eight states. I mean guess who was first?
0: Oh, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Lagos was first to adopt I know. The, the, act, the and head.
1: you know it was leading the the park and we have eight or like seven other states alongside Lagos. we have eight in total who have adopted the Nigerian Startup Act. Uh, so these states include Kaduna, Edo, Yobi, Kiti, Anambra, Zamfara, Oshun, and yeah, Lagos. Mm. So this Yobi. state...
0: interesting. Yeah, Yobi. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, I'm actually impressed, right? So the purpose of the Nigerian Startup Act, just in case you don't know, is to provide a legal framework for startups that operate within Nigeria, you know, to help them grow talents and develop and access to fund just to grow the digital tech ecosystem, in all right, yeah, that's what the NSA is, is started to do. NSA, <laughs> the just Startup Act, I've called <laughs> it that now. <laughs> you guys can't pay me. <laughs> so, according to the act, I mean, a startup is any. Company or any startup that has been in operation for less than ten years. So, okay. if you fall into this category, you might want to go to our site and read what the startup acts can several do stories for you. On the NSC. Yeah, we will interview <laughs> the principal yes. stakeholders and yeah, charge of exactly. It. You should exactly. check those out. I hope you get back to us. <laughs> Tech what's NG. Dot com or Africa, all we'll will lead you to the same place but com. <laughs> all right moving on meta is rolling out a paid verification service for facebook and instagram users i mean when they must make this money right so meta has joined the queue with the likes of twitter with Elon Musk and telegram too oh telegram has a paid service yeah oh that's nice that's nice so Meta's own is for $11 for web and $15 for iOS. Users will be able to you know, get verified. As long as they submit their government ID and you know, fill up their details, they will have that verification tick. It's quite unclear how it would be, You know, for Twitter now you have gold, you have blue, mm-hmm. you have gray. It's not quite clear what it would be for, for Meta in the case of Facebook and IG, but the service was rolled out this week in australia and new zealand and it will be rolling out in other countries going forward i mean few months ago gonna be
0: last, is...
1: yeah we're always last even till today to tablo is not in nigeria ah. uh, officially yet right and... amazing through the back <laughs> <laughs> i mean when Elon Musk started this. It yeah. was called like a madman in quotes, you know. Like
0: mm-hmm. I yeah. wanted to make this money by fire, by force. And
1: everyone is taking a cue now I and, mean, joining, and joining the bandwagon. I mean,
0: no more free blue tick. You <laughs> have to pay for it. <laughs> Maybe
1: you should start paying for WhatsApp too. But for now, it is only Instagram <sighs> and Facebook verification that you're paying for. That does not mean that those services are not free, oh, right? Just <laughs> don't don't get it confused. They are free. You can still use them. But if you want to get verified, they yeah. have a paid verification feature now. So that's that you can take notes. All right, next we have InDrive that has raised 150 million dollars in a debt funding to develop new services. Yeah. So if you don't know InDrive is a ride hailing company it operates in like 45 countries it's also in Nigeria. Yeah. 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 So it has raised 150 million dollars a debt instrument to you know increase the services that it currently does and you know Make it better right uh in drive started last year went into um delivery cargo transportation and demand services and all of that that you can book and this money would be pumped everything into marketing the services and improving them so that it becomes better and all i mean over the last one year its revenue has increased by 88 percent so that's yeah. a lot so that's it is poised to grow bigger. It's a it preferable
0: platform because you can determine yourself how much you want, you to, want, pay. You want to pay and yeah. all of that.
1: And it is poised to go bigger and that's why they want to go all out now on marketing yeah. and spend big and on it. See <laughs> and the debt funding is in a way that it's, it's unique and it's good for them because it's around the profit they generate over time. So the repayment of this debt fund it will be over profit. It's A particular percentage of the profit they make over time. That would be what would make this. So good thing. Shout out to you guys. We hope we hope to see better things and new things. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Another African country is set to experiment, you know, with crypto heavily. And we're talking about Zambia. I'm sorry, you were guessing Nigeria or (laughs) Kenya. So we're talking about Zambia. Zambia has announced that it's testing the use of technology to regulate crypto, all right, as this is part of its long-term goal to achieve um, tech strength and to become a regional hub for blockchain and crypto services in Africa. Um, According to the technology and science minister, Felix Mutati, the cryptocurrency would be a driver of financial inclusion and a change maker for Zambia's economy mm. and they want to double down on it. Right. And this would mean that Zambians will become an integral part of the digital technology. You know, we'll be able to
0: access it i like how other countries are you know zooming in on things that are going to drive the economy yeah they're not sitting back you know towards nigeria and south africa and kenya you know do all of the work and egypt too so we have we now have other countries you have tanzania zambia Mm -hmm. uganda you know those other countries you know let them you know tap into
1: i mean also in Nigeria, there are rumors that they are working on a bill to legalize or recognize crypto and maybe tax it eventually there's
0: news about um, this. Federal government, you know, partnering with the blockchain mm-hmm. to you know. so
1: make in era a blockchain, blockchain yeah. thing. Yeah, that, that works. So, the aim for Zambia is to reach 4.7 million dollars in digital payments, and they actually feel crypto would be very, very important in doing this. So, it will. It will. Zambia, we wish you all the best and welcome to the world uh, of
0: crypto. Yes, thank you, <laughs> Dami. So, yes, um, the conversation of the day. We hope you enjoyed the uh, you know, the news um, segment. Now we go to the conversation. Of course, elections. The mm-hmm. power of... In that elections. has been
1: like the out, out bed of conversations for the last several months. Yeah, weeks. because
0: elections are in you know, a critical moment. And this one, people are saying it's going to be like the decider of mm-hmm. um, Nigeria's future. Because the wins, transition as well. And, you know, because of what has happened over the past few years. This one is a de- decider. Okay, who is going to win and what happens after that of course everything is just you know speculation because of um, antecedents and the past mm-hmm. histories of this um, the candidates well um, as we know elections are the time when um, citizens get to choose their leaders the president the governors <laughs> so a lot of focus is really on the president presidential election people forget that there's a governorship election the people representing them senators, i think focus always prebs, on reps
1: president and governor they also yeah, yeah. I think some people don't even vote for those ones. They, they don't do do even vote. Once, once it's present,
0: no. that's all. Yeah, so as the elections continue to, you know, happen, um, some things are changing, like the media landscape also changes, and um, social media and online advertising, you know, for political campaigns too, also has evolved over mm-hmm. the years and um, that is why they has to be focused on it so that you know we discuss all this and because social media has been used to spread yeah the manifestos of these candidates but also propaganda yeah also good, the bad, the ugly. yeah exactly <laughs> disseminate uh, misinformation you know so a lot of things so there are two sides there are always two sides of it and um of course you know that social media and online advertising have become a crucial cru- 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 part of the political um, processes. Yeah. I mean we have seen movements, we've seen the obedience movement, we have seen the bat movement. Um was articulated mm-hmm. there was articulate in twenty nineteen. There was There was change, well. yeah. There was change in twenty fourteen, you know, it's all the love decided before that, but it became more popular, I, at least, I know that it became, from my end, I think that it became popular from 2014. Asia, you know, really yeah. change, 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 APC change, you know. Those cartoons. Pop- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um, overall, the media range election um, has evolved, you know, with the um, changing media landscape. And um, so the media acts like, we call it the fourth realm, but it's also a um, uh, fourth realm, which means it's a watchdog, um, providing citizens the information they need, you know, to hold their leaders accountable and make informed decisions. To zoom in on the conversation today, we have um, Kola Mohammed, who is a writer and editor with presence across local and um, international media. He's passionate about trends in the domains of politics, entertainment and technology. He currently oversees editorial operations for polls in six African countries. Damn. Wow. Six African countries. <laughs> <Build them dead>. <laughs> <laughs> so now to the questions. I'll take the first one. Um, you know, sometimes when we talk about uh, media in Nigeria, we we see words like a distrust, political, bias, and we've seen a, a lot of that, especially mm-hmm. during this election. Um, But still, people look up to media houses, you know, to get information and, uh, you know, to filter and for... So, for media houses to filter the noise and continue um, as the fourth realm, what exactly do they have to do, you know, to to make sure that they are still the people who give, you know, the public the information that they need, you know, to make informed decisions? Yeah.
2: All right. Thank you. Um, it's good to be here. So, concerning uh, how media houses are able to filter the noise, how People have still been able to rely on them for information, for news, even for opinion shaping. Um, I think first it will come from a place of having no other option. I mean, what other what other option do we have apart from the media? Do we? I don't think we have many other options. So I mean, media houses know that. I mean, without the media, there is no media. So the only difference is just is just the traffic that each media house attracts. So. I mean, I don't want to mention names now, but there was a time that a certain TV channel was top of the world. And then during the end coverage, another TV channel rose to um, the top of people's yeah. awareness, top of people's consciousness. I mean, so it, it, it tells us that, I mean, the only, the only thing that changes is that people change, is that it's the allegiance of people from one media house to the other, having the trust. But of course, there's no way we can do without the media. And another thing to note is that media operations in Nigeria runs, uh, run in such a way that uh, it's difficult to be independent of sponsorship. So when it's difficult to run independent of sponsorship, I mean, we are not subscription based like Western media. So it becomes uh, easy to not concentrate on the people and to concentrate on your sponsors, on your principals, I mean, on your patrons. So it becomes easy that way. I mean, of course, if I know that Amoru is the one paying my salary and people are saying bad things about it, would I take it to heart? I would believe Amoru is paying my salary over the people who are not paying my salary. So it's, it's that way. I mean, you see front pages of newspapers, I mean, especially in this period, you see a political party buying out the entire front page that's a lot of money in a day that could be like some up to 5 million naira depending on, on the on the on the coverage of um the front page so if one person pays like 5 million naira in a day they do it for like seven days in a week I mean, that's a lot of money no matter how how depreciated the naira is even though you can't withdraw it it's still a lot of money so i mean it becomes easy for these media houses to filter out the noise from the people because they know that those people, even though they still need their traffic, that is not where the bulk of income is coming from. If media were to be subscription-based now, where you know that if you say one nonsense and you can lose like 100,000 subscribers in a day, I mean, you would think twice before publishing anything. But if you know that, whatever you say, you sh- would not want to go against your sponsor. You would not want to go against your principal. I mean, you would you would not care about, the, you would care about your principal. And in this country particularly, we know that um many political big weeks own media houses. We have them all around. I mean, it's been happening since the time of the Hawula, Hawula was on the Nigerian Tribune, Nanda had the Western pilots, MK Abiola had the Concord. I mean, and so I, I can go on and on, and even to the ones that we know presently without the need to mention names. So I believe uh, these are some things that have been shipping media operations across Nigeria. Let me stop.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Kola. Uh, to what you said just leads into the next question, you know, in terms of how it is, it is clear that some media houses are supporting some candidates because of probably sponsorship, like, policy um, alignment so. and all the rest. Like. It is obvious to the public, right, yeah. that some media houses are supporting some other candidates compared to the other ones. All right. We've also had some media houses interview these candidates a whole lot more than they've interviewed yeah. the other candidates, giving yeah. them more press time and all of that. And they've even had consultants, strategists from these candidates' um, carcasses and all write articles write think pieces editorials OPDs for these media houses how do all of this shape into the public distrust for the system like for the media system itself like because people see this people know it is happening how is the media trying to balance the distrust right the public opinion and you know still staying true
2: So yeah, I think the waters are a bit difficult to navigate, especially if uh, you do not have uh, a whole lot of private sponsors. I mean, there are some media houses in this country that they have the the bulk of their income comes from private sponsors. So it's a little bit easier for them to uh, for them to be non-partisan but then of course I mean I've I worked in traditional media I've worked with digital media, modern media so <laughs> nobody is truly non-partisan I mean there's always a friend of the house somewhere I mean we all, we all see that every day so uh it's it's like I said there's, there's the place of indispensability of the media I mean we still know that no matter how biased these people are I mean we still um, have to consult them for information for news, even for opinion shaping and at the same time it is not possible for a media house I mean a serious media house to be partisan all the time. So there are some times that it is not your candidate or it is not your sponsor that is the affected party or that is the party in question. so it is easy for you to take a, to take a, um, a, to take an impartial stance and say that, oh, yeah, this is what should be done. And then you write opinion pieces on how things are not to be done and this and that. I mean, let, permit me to mention a name now. When Femi Adesino was the editor of The Daily Sun, I mean, he wrote out a lot of opinion pieces. We had the likes of Tolu Ogunlesi, who put out a lot of opinion pieces, and they seem to have made a lot of sense there. But when you see opinion pieces from Femi Adesino now, he's likening the federal government to Manchester City. How do we start the season? We'll hopefully, champions. <laughs> I mean, so you would see that someone who used to be impartial before now has become has gone an avid football fan because of the federal government. So, yeah. um, so the thing is just that it's up to us, the people. Let me use us, the people now, to know how to filter these things. I think with time, our political consciousness is growing. To the point that we're able to filter out that oh, This media house at this particular point in time they make sense. At this particular point in time, they are biased. They have people they they have people um they support. So and then like I said, all media houses can't be um can't be partial at all times. There are some people that since their sponsors are not affected. I mean, of course we know that uh, they give um balanced opinions and when their sponsors are affected, they can not be prejudiced prejudicial. so i think it's up to us to just know how to filter out these things
0: as all right yeah so you mentioned you use words like um indispensability you know the role of the media Mm -hmm. and we know that social media is now playing a very big role very big role um as we mentioned earlier we saw Mm -hmm. um change (laughs) the (laughs) mantra change in 2014 and 2015 we saw articulate in 2019 we are seeing the obedient movements now and we are saying bats, but, um, I didn't know if there's any other one. Yeah, kwan 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah, as Okay. clearly did not come back. Yeah. I don't know why, um, but um, <laughs> this was good enough to show that social media has, is now playing a very big role and this will continue to expand as more people, you know, start using social media. So, um, the question here is what do you, what's, what can you say is the role of social media, you know, during the like, elections?
2: Um, to pick it from where you stopped, social media is growing in its influence on the political space in Nigeria. I mean, right now, I mean, according to Statista, there are about 32 million social media users in Nigeria. And um, going by uh, the youths, the number of youths on the registered voters list for this coming election, we have about 37 million youths. So that's to tell you that of course I'm not saying that the number of social media users are all youths, but we can all agree that youths carry a significant percentage of the number of um, the number of youths, I mean the number of users rather. So and in, in 2019, the number of people, the total number of people who voted, I mean for the presidential election, they are 28, they were 28.6 million according to INEC now. So I'm giving you these numbers to show that there's not much disparity. In the number of social media users number of registered youths and um the number of voters for presidential election so and i can tell you that this gap will continue to close until it gets to a point where the number of social media users far outranks the number of voters at an election and when we get to that point there will be a complete overhaul where whoever owns the social media space will most likely emerge the winner of an election right now we are not there going by the numbers i just gave you now we are getting there i mean gradually gradually so yes the social media have an important role to play very well very well yes i mean going by all the campaigns that we've seen on social media we can see that there's an increase of registered voters between 2019 and 2023 i mean lagos is now uh the states excuse me the states with the highest number of registered voters in nigeria and we can see the gap of course so we can now have a more robust picture where after these election so we can weigh the margin of people who registered and people who really turned out to vote so uh um, of course going by these hashtags social media continues to grow in influence i mean we saw how social media brought about an end movement that translated from an online um trend to a physical movement and I, I largely think that this is what has translated into the obedience movement now enough is enough um sort of, okay i mean we are tired status quo so <laughs> and, I, and, I, and i think that um we are going to see like i said we are going to see a physical impact during these elections so all the, all the movements that we are shouting, whether you're articulated, whether you're whether you're obedient, we'll see the numbers in these 2023 elections. And it will be um, a barometer for, our, for the true impact of social media. But right now, let's just say that, yes, social media keeps improving in influence. And even every candidate now, be it presidential, gubernatorial, or legislative, every one of them now has... Social media handles, social media tags, social media groups. That's to tell you that yes, even even if the even if the northerners tell you that ninety percent of their voters are not on social media, they are still in social media groups. That's to tell you that they are saying one thing and they know deep down their heart another thing. Hmm. Mm.
0: Hmm. True. Yeah. <laughs> True. All
1: right. So, up let me bring you back from social media back to traditional media now. So, so, um, so, the social media platforms, right? There's one thing they've done over the last several years is implement, you know, election policies around mm-hmm. adverts, around, you know, political adverts, especially towards the time of elections, right? They're always special, um, third party independents, fact checkers, and yeah. all of these things. And this is one thing we see for the social media um, platforms, easy. right? It's not perfect yet, but we could we can see the efforts. But for the traditional media space, is there something like this? And if there isn't, what do you think should be done to to ensure that this 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 is put in place?
2: So if I get you right, you mean what should traditional media do differently during campaigns to show that they are not biased? that yeah Yeah. especially in regards
1: of political adverts you know front page adverts like you mentioned That.
2: so i'm not so sure that um they can do a lot of things different first and foremost we should know that media is also a business i mean it means that it goes to whoever can afford it so it is why the likes of BDP and APC will forever continue to trample in the ground lower political parties because not all of them can afford this kind of sums. I mean, to do campaigns, especially EAA, a full-page advert in a newspaper costs, on the average, seven hundred to 800,000 naira for a day, for just one day. So you can imagine that uh, if you want to do for like a week, you can know how much. Last time seven, that's give or take some, <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. some <laughs> <seven> to, <Yeah. laughs> so like six to seven million naira. And if you want to do front page adverts, front page adverts won't cost you less than three million naira, and it could you could spend up to five, six, seven million naira for a day. So if you want to do it for a week, I mean, uh, you, you, you need to know how how your networks will not be. millionaire in naira you have to be a millionaire in dollars or in pounds so uh it is like i said the other time that our media operations in nigeria are largely sponsorship based yeah so it means that media houses are often left um without much choice into uh, um be their patrons and who should not be patrons so whoever can afford them automatically, you know, becomes a friend of the house. So, and um, we are all humans. I can't come to you with an advert. I come to Technext with an advert, and I say, oh, how much do you guys charge for a banner advert? And then you say one millionaire. And then I subscribe for three months straight up, and I pay you up front.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yes, on. yes, yes. Please, go on.
2: All right. So the crux of what I've been trying to say is that... Um, the mode of operations of media in Nigeria has to experience some significant shifts. I mean, shifts from sponsor-based to subscription-based. I mean, we are seeing the likes of um, West Africa Weekly. That's by David Undeni. We are seeing Mm -hmm. um, some outfits like Human Go, Data Fight, Premium Times, um, FIJ by Fisayo Shoyunbo that they are not a village really sponsor based sponsorship based so it's become easier for these people to be more um, impartial to be more to be non-partisan so if the traditional media can start evolving in this regard i mean it's also why many of them die out after the death of their patrons i mean we all see concord died after Abiola, pilots died after Azipuay, i mean and the only, the only exception would probably be the Nigerian Tribune by Haru And um, <laughs> I can tell you for a fact that even the Nigerian Tribune is is not doing the numbers that its contemporaries are doing. It's also struggling in some way. I know that for sure. So until traditional media can evolve past this, this patron based um, mode of income, um, that is, until then, um they was they will continue to be to be partisan and to be biased in whatever um editorial they put out let me stop yes yeah, so,
1: so just a quick okay. one a follow-up to that yeah. do you see this happening ever like mm-hmm. Na- the nigerian means- market moving to a subscription base it's but- because nigerians don't pay exactly mm-hmm. even for entertainment netflix for example 10 people are sharing one Netflix account so and much. all of these yeah, like 500 yeah exactly so do you ever see the Nigerian market moving from what it is now to based, sponsors to subscription. to subscription
2: so yeah I think the landscape is changing if not after Netflix came in Netflix came in and they've been making a lot of profits they've been posting growing numbers I mean we all see this you look at the box office numbers too has crossed the 500 million mark twice so yeah. can people pay yes will they pay i mean with time of course after netflix we've had prime um prime video prime video is now in nigeria i mean spotify is in nigeria i mean we see all these social media platforms they are also trying to charge subscribers and people are gradually moving so uh, do I see Nigeria going in that direction? Of course, yes. I mean, in the, in the entertainment industry alone, we know the number of streams that um, that are coming from Nigeria alone. I mean, we see our Nigerian artists taking over the African landscape. And one of the factors is the sheer number of listeners that Nigeria commands, thanks to our Mongols' population. So it may not be rapid, it may not be sudden, but yes, I see Nigeria going in that direction.
0: Yeah, I Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this next question is different. It's about accountability, which is a dead concept in Nigeria. You know, the politicians want to enter office, you know, um, share money and uh, fill their pockets. <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what's that word? Even no, come. <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> so yeah, that's all they want to do. They want to get the benefit of office and, um, you know, and go and retire somewhere. Um, but the media is there. So how can the media hold? How do you... See the media should hold you know these politicians accountable, especially during um, election campaigns.
2: So yeah, I think um, we have some initiatives on ground that are doing this. Um, Thanks to Mole, I'm aware of Y Monitor, and I'm aware of some other um, NGOs that are doing stuff like this. So I think we need more initiatives on ground because we have about seven hundred and seventy-four. House um, of Rep members, we have 109 senators. So, I mean, going by the legislature, the legislature alone, that's a whole lot of number. I mean, you can't leave that to two or three initiatives or NGOs to do. I mean, that's a lot of ground to go. I'm not to talk that we have 36 states in Nigeria and an FCT. So, we need more initiatives on ground. The, the ones ground that are barely enough to, to cover, to hold politicians accountable. I mean, um, in, in the northern part of Nigeria, we still see uh, politicians who have been in the Senate since 1999 till now. I mean, they see it as some yeah. sort of
0: birthright. Yeah, I saw one. case Ahmed <laughs>
2: Lawan. I mean, Ahmed Lawan has seen it, I'm, I'm calling this one, Ahmed Lawan has seen it as some sort of birthright. He, he lost it to um, Machina, and then I still see. went to the courts and, you know, still
0: Supreme found courts, a
2: way to get it back. Get yes, it back. I mean, the judgment, the judgment was spurious. Was it was ridiculous. I'm not a lawyer here, yeah, but I mean, we all know bullshit when we see one. But, uh, so that's to tell you that. So, can, can, can we say that has anybody held Ahmed Lawan accountable for what he's done since 1999? Does it mean that he's the only person from that region who could do it? So like I said, we need more hands on deck. We need more initiatives to spring up, more monitoring from media houses across uh, the territorial landscape of Nigeria. So the more hands we have, the easier it will be to cover, to hold politicians accountable. Some politicians are in the blind spots. They know nobody sees them. They know that nobody takes attention of what they do. So just go there and then they just sit back. I've been following other papers, rating of legislatures of legislators of lawmakers and then you see some people they in the entirety of four years they have a quarter bill that they've raised a quarter not even a full one so it means that a team of four people raised one motion in the entirety of four years that's ridiculous i mean for four years so it means they're just collecting sitting allowance i mean just we'll just do... going there to fill the ah, crowd so man. house mm-hmm. so so the bulk of attention is always on the president and the governor, and which I think um, is not supposed to be. And I, and I also think that the media is doing a good job when it comes to the presidency and when it comes to governorship. I mean, we see how um, incumbent governors are losing elections across the country. We, see, we saw the one that just happened in Osho State. So that's to tell you that people are becoming aware thanks to the media. So, um, I, I think we only need to re- um, to replicate the efforts across board.
1: Okay, good. Um, so, yeah, another part of election, this one in terms of the election day itself. So, yeah. for a very long time, we always hear people talk about my vote no counts mm. they don't say people go win already why are they waste my time exactly the person that will win is already picked some people
0: winner.
1: exactly people don't want to go out on that day to vote to cast their vote or so even step out of the house who will sit down in front of the tv and everything and social media has been you know pushing especially with these old movements the ob movement and yeah. all that people are pushing that you should actually mm-hmm. go out to vote that day yeah. and all right but we know that social media is limited i mean out of the about 90 million registered voters or it's something million
0: something million.
1: Yeah, yeah just like 32 30, exactly just like 32 million are online so yeah. the remaining 60 million they are not so what role do you think the media should actually play or does play ensuring that there is massive voter turnout on election days you don't want to
0: hear 90 percent voter our party this time
1: (laughs) i mean it's it's a bit late but we have two days yeah we have a day to the election right uh what role do you think media can play
2: so um i think that the media, in collaboration with the Independence National Electoral Commission, INEC, they have a lot to do in this regard. And the first step will be to continue to reassure and inform and reinform people about the practical steps, about um, the structures they are putting in place to ensure that their votes count. I mean, of course, these beavers should go a long way in ensuring that there is no uh, electoral discrepancy. But then, I mean, it's a case of taking one step backward and take two steps, and ba- one step forward and take two steps backwards. I mean, we saw the case in Austrian election and then we saw accusations of overvoting. I mean, that's why um Mbouiga um, Oitola won the tribunal and they've they, they moved the case to the appeal courts right now. So it tells you that even though Vivas was used, there were still cases of overvoting. I mean, so why should INEC even take uh, an overvoting or an overvoted result in the first place? So that's to tell you that there are still faults in these things. And these are some of the things that consistently discourage the people. And it's why people can easily come to the conclusion that, see, whether uh, I vote or not, they know people who would win, win. But then, like I said, um, INEC and the media have a lot to do. I mean, of course, there is no um, structure that does not have its flaws. And the beauty of these things, I mean, just like with the mobile applications, there's there's always um, upgrading, like people, um, there, there's, there's a version 1.0 today, 2.0 tomorrow, bugs being fixed and all. So while they're assuring people through the media, I mean people so this this significance of the we should be seeing them that oh yes these things are working. I mean we've moved from we've moved from voters register to card readers to beavers and it still seems that there are still discrepancies. I mean of course there's also the perennial challenge of votes buying. So I, I think the media have uh, one core responsibility of the media is to also ensure that they are painting a positive light of the institutions in charge of elections—I mean, not just even neck I mean, yeah. in, in this regard, yeah. we saw the outrage that met when Uluwama, MC Olowoamah volunteered his people to transport. Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like what? Yeah. <laughs>
2: so I mean, it's just like you know, giving your meat to for a, to a cat to watch over. I mean, we don't what
0: we <laughs> Well. So all right. I mean. <laughs> okay, so the last, the last one, the last one, um, yeah. <laughs> is about you know the relationship between politicians and uh, the media. We like to call them uh, the elephants in the room now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so yes, so what? I can you describe the relationship between the politicians, you know, especially during this period, and the media, um, considering that there is a middle. The people there mm-hmm. so how does this relationship affect you know what happens you know as i say this election is the country's decider or decider of the country's future rather um so that relationship how does it affect you know this this uh uh this, process yeah the process you know what people think and the people itself so yeah
2: i mean obviously when it comes to the media Uh, the bulk of the attention goes to the person who can pay the most. I mean, it's why no matter where you turn, when you look at billboards, when you look at flyers, even when you get to social media, there are certain names you would see. When you go to Twitter trends, some names are virtually constant. I mean, you would always see them. While some are organic, some are not necessarily not. I mean, of course, we know money can buy these things. So um, w- when it comes to the relationship between politicians and the media, um, in these times it's a bit precarious because um, politicians are doing their best to ensure that they are uh, they are the face of the media. Everywhere you turn, you see them. Everywhere you go to, you can't avoid. You can't avoid them. They are in your faces. They are <laughs> screaming at yeah. you. Even when even when you want to switch off your, your phone, you see their logos. So, so you can, so uh, it's a precarious one, and um, ultimately, it's left to the people to say that. See, if you like, appear to me in my dreams, I'm going to vote for, I'm going to vote for.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, I yeah. think it's, it's up to the med- people to do that, and at the same time, I think the media holds the public responsibility of presenting people as they are, not um not a packaged version not uh an exaggerated version not a falsified version or not downplaying whatever atrocities they have like eh, it lets him who is without sin cast the first stone that's that's nonsense so um i think the media who's the public that responsibility
1: so All there right. you
0: have it. Uh, mm-hmm. The power of the media in elections. that do you have any comments?
1: No, I have. I just want to ask Kola maybe has any last words uh, for our listeners and for everyone.
2: Uh, yeah, like I said, no matter who appears to you in your dream, please vote your conscience. Vote mm-hmm. who you know that. Um, when you want to speak after one year, one year after the elections, you can say that, yes, this is the person I that, that I voted for. And like... That, I saw a statement on social media yesterday, and it was that our vote is not just about the person we are voting for. It's also about making it stand that, oh, OK, I'm tired of the status quo. Oh, I'm tired of corruption. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. So when I, can, when I want to talk in a yes, time, I can say that this is the person I voted for, even though the person didn't, didn't necessarily get into office, but this is my stance and this is what I stand for. So I think it should also be at that team if we want to cast our vote.
0: All right. Thank mm-hmm. you so much, Cola. You, you can just give us much. your handle so the conversation I continues continue, after yeah. now. Your hand you is right. um
2: my Twitter handle is Cola Collintin. Um L E T O O L L I M T T O N. And you can find me with the same on, on Instagram and uh, on Facebook. See me, Color Ole And I'm always the number one on that list, on any LinkedIn list.
0: Fair. So,
2: <laughs> Fair. Fair.
1: Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Um, who you do want to share yours?
0: Okay, so uh, I am Lord Ricky. Ricky is R I C K I E underscore. Between the Lord and the Ricky everywhere, <laughs> on the, on LinkedIn just Omole Omori.
1: All right, mine is down without the C, right zero seven, and can Akinpelu on LinkedIn. Then there is TechNext at TechNext.ng uh-huh. Uh-huh. on all platforms, and you can follow us, you can share, you can like the video, you can subscribe and you can let us know what you think about our podcast and maybe you'd like to feature too yeah you can you can send us, you can can reach us. yeah thank you very much kola thank you very much everyone was listened listen. we hope to see you next week yeah. and yeah by then election will be over
0: yeah we'll... be who is the next president mm-hmm. who will be the yeah. next
1: president all right until then stay safe as much as you can and you want to exercise your rights please do yes and take care. <laughs>